Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. He is Isaac Bruce. Isaac, what's up, man? We got another game coming up. What's up? It's what's Friday. Up? What's, up? what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Great week uh, thus far, man. Uh, full of goodness, full of bounty, and uh, excited about the weekend and the weekend opportunities. Hey, how man, you, see, how you doing? Hey, I'm well, brother. Hey, man, appreciate that, dog. Because you don't never ask. Man, you do ask me, though, when we when we first called. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I always ask you. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing outgranding. I appreciate that, brother. And I know our Rams are doing outgranding as well, man. It seems like we just played, bro. And we're about to have another game this Sunday in Miami, man. And just played on Monday Night Football. The Dolphins were off. So here we play again Sunday, going across the country. Playing against a rested Miami Dolphins team, man. Uh, is that fair, bro? I mean, I think I've heard you mention that before, but dang, bro, it's kind of they coming off an off week. We just played on Monday Night Football, going across the country, then playing on a early on a Sunday too, man. The hell is up with that, dog? Well, it's a short week, uh, long flight. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, early kickoff. You know, I mean, it, honestly, I, I, I have thought about petitioning the NFL. Uh, about scheduling games like this for these West Coast teams. But but here's the thing. It, it's what you get when you have uh, a quote-unquote one of those winning schedules. I mean, you had a, a winning season last year, so uh, it, it puts you in a point to play a tougher schedule that following year. So, I mean, this is, this is uh, looking like, what, the third or fourth East Coast trip we've had all year. And uh, we've played well. I mean, with the under the circumstances, I think the guys have been very professional in their approach. Uh, I think Coach Sean McVay has has found a a, a, a a way of getting these guys' bodies prepared for the week, for the travel, and for the kickoff. So um, I don't expect anything different. I think Miami has a way to get guys excited about visiting uh, the city as well. So hopefully that kicks in and, and guys will be ready to play. Hey, listen, uh, when, when teams come to Miami to play, they normally the Dolphins normally make you pl- play and wear your home jerseys that you normally play, your darker jerseys, because that heat observes the sun. So they'll be in their whites. We'll be in the dark. So that's another uh, barrier that we'll have to break. So I'm, but I'm expecting us to break it and play well this weekend as well. 
Yeah, man, the Dolphins trying to use whatever they can, man. Whatever, man. Ain't nobody falling for that crap, man. We'll beat your head in, man, in our dark home uniforms. But anyway, man, we coming off an impressive win on Monday Night Football, man, against those Chicago Bears, man, before we move on, man. Just still, like, looking at that and thinking about that, man. Beat them down 24-10 to 10 in the Bears. Very good defensive team. We came out and played some big boy ball, man. Hopefully we can play some big boy ball this week against the Miami Dolphins squad. As I said, man, they were off last week. The last time they played, they beat the New York Jets. But they beat the New York Jets with Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. So what they decided to do, bro, they decided even though they're three and three, second in the AFC East, and with a great chance of making the playoffs, they said, you know what, Fitzy, one of your former teammates, thank you, but no thank you, man. You've been playing well. We're going to sit you down. We got this rookie quarterback from Alabama coming off this injury, Tua Tagovailoa. We want to make him a starter. Not only that. We're going to start him against the L.A. Rams and the monster, the, the dude you call look God, Aaron Donald, and that L.A. Rams uh, defense, man. So still surprising that the Dolphins made this decision, man, to start tour this game right here. But, hey, bro, how can we beat the Dolphins, man? Because we haven't seen film on tour other than college and a couple of plays, snaps he played against the Jets. But uh, how can we win this game, dog? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Not only were the Dolphins playing well uh, before they decided to make the switch and go into that bye week and come in with a new quarterback uh, and, and sitting Ryan Fitzpatrick, but but Fitzy, he was playing. He was playing really good football. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's been known as a streaky guy, a guy who can come in and and and, and have some what they call the Fitz Fitz magic and uh, have some games where he's throwing 300, 300 yards plus. Uh, touchdowns after touchdowns, and then come back, and then have be on the bottom of that roller coaster, and and and, and sort of uh, be the be the cause of some turnovers. But you know he was playing well. I mean, I think the Dolphins were on a on an uptick uh, as far as their season and, and and division play was concerned. They beat the Jets, and uh, they're they're right there for the division crown. So for a team to come in uh, and, and switch quarterbacks at this time, you know you have that possibility of of. Uh, changing that chemistry of the team. But, you know, uh, I, I guess Coach Flores uh, is, is comfortable. Uh, I feel like uh, he may think he knows his team, that he knows the heartbeat of the locker room, and it's okay to make this switch and uh, have these have uh, Tua make his uh, NFL de- debut. One thing about the NFL, Doc, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a true barometer of who you are. It's unforgiving. Uh, you need all 11 men to do a job, to score a touchdown, to even create a yard. And, and to move the, those hash marks. So um, when, when a guy like Tua comes in and he gets his debut, uh, the NFL is going to see if uh, you are who, you, who your hype has called you. So they're going to make sure that they throw some stuff at you uh, that you probably haven't seen on a professional level. Uh, this will be his first game starting. So you ask the question, how can the, how can the Rams win this football game? From a defensive standpoint, just – play have an offensive attacking mindset on the defensive side of the ball just come at this guy with with uh things that he probably uh hadn't seen for years it's been a while since he played a full football game you know he didn't have the preseason so some some corner blitzes uh some some uh we're gonna start in zone but end up in man and vice versa and just give him a lot of different looks just just try to keep him uncomfortable and not allow Tua to get comfortable because anytime you get a guy in the back that can just be a facilitator and, and just get the ball to his playmakers, he's going to have some success. But if we turn this guy into a football player where he's running around and he's trying to make passes outside of the pocket, accurate throws, 
uh, I think it bodes well for the Los Angeles Rams this week. And that's what I'm thinking, man. The same thing you said, uh, Brandon Staley, man. Of course, man, he's going to give two a lot of different looks, man, because he hadn't really seen – well, he hasn't seen an NFL defense like this because it's only his second game, man. Like, he got in there against the Jets, but the Jets, really, they barely an NFL team, man. They're just an NFL team on paper, man, and they're just part of the association because uh, they're not playing like anything. But my thing about it, man, is that I, 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 you, I, you might be dealing with a team, man, with some bets because they got some rookies, they got some young players, but some bets – Bro, you might be dealing with a team that's like, man, you know what? What the hell is going on, bro? We playing well, man. We're three and three. Ryan Fitzpatrick is leading us, as you said, having a very good season so far this season. Then to make a change mentally, what kind of squad do you think we're dealing with coming in here, man? Because if you were on this team, Isaac, especially being a receiver, your quarterback's playing well, man. He's getting you the rock. Offense seems to be clicking, man. Defenses uh seem to be clicking, and you make this change, man. I know I'll be thinking like, okay, are they giving up on the season, man? Because I know Tua, you don't have to rush him out there. Matter of fact, he's coming off a serious injury, so no need to rush him at all. You can really chill and just let him sit back because you have a veteran quarterback playing well. So if I'm on this squad, I'm thinking like, hold on, bro. Are they really trying to win this year, man? Or is it more about getting this dude some experience and hopefully getting us a nice little draft pick? to continue to build because I will be thinking like, okay, they ain't really trying to win, man, because you sitting Fitzpatrick down. And if I'm in that, you know, if I'm in that locker room, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of questioning what the hell is going on, bro. Well, you, you know, from a player standpoint, you'd have to put on your leadership uh, eyeglasses and uh, look from the perspective of a head coach and not only the head coach, but the general manager and those who are responsible for bringing into us. So uh, when you look around the league, and you see other quarterbacks that Tua was drafted ahead of having some success. I mean, it's happening in uh, in San Diego with the young quarterback, Herbert. Uh, he's playing well. And, you know, it's happening in other places. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow, the success that he's having. They're not winning many games in Cincinnati. But at the same time, Burrow is playing uh, phenomenal football right now. So, you know, and, you know, from a player standpoint, they're practicing every day with Tua and against Tua. He's probably been running the scout team, and maybe he's dicing up that number one defense that the Dolphins have. So they they see some stuff, and they see the very reason why Tua was drafted so high. So it may be a standpoint where they say, okay, we're, we're going gonna to rally the troops. Uh, we're going to play as hard as we've been playing with Fitzy. And, uh, you know, maybe Tua's just a little bit better than Fitzy. I mean, people see it in practice. It does, it does not take long for uh, seasoned NFL veterans to t- can tell who can play uh, and who can't play. It, it doesn't take very long. Probably a week or two in practice, you can figure it out. That's why most, uh, you know, that's why a lot of, uh, you know, future, gen- future, future general managers in this league should come from that former player pool, man. And I just know that these guys are, are accustomed to really uh, being able to tell who can play and what a guy's future is going to be uh, based on their worth ethic, uh, their talent, talent level, and their skill set. And I've read a lot of uh, quotes, man. I've read some of the things that Dolphins players have said that Tua does look good in practice, but it's practice, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Rams don't have an Aaron Donald in practice. They don't have a Jalen Ramsey, but they do have a Xavier Howard. Now, Xavier, <laughs> hey, Xavier Howard's balling. We're going to talk about him in a minute. But, I mean, I get it. They say he looks good in practice. Okay, man, what else are they going to say? Be honest, bro. If if Tua is looking like trash in practice, are they going to come out in the media and say Tua's looking like trash? Hell no, bro. They're not going to be honest about that, man. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> well, well I, I tell you what. You said, will they, will they not be honest? Players will be honest. To the media. If they, if they, media. 
Uh, okay. If that quarterback's looking like trash, you know they're going to support him, Isaac. They're going to be like, well, he's looking good in practice. They're not going to tell the truth, man, and come out and say, well, we've been picking that dude ass off, man, at three or four times a day. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, but but there's always those there's always those outliers in there. There's always those Warren Saps in the locker room who are brutally honest. I mean, they just brutally honest. I think every team has either one or two. And you know, like I started to say, with the with the with the addition of social media, it can very well be leaked that this guy isn't what we thought he was from a player standpoint. Uh, he, he he just can't read a defense or. His arm isn't as strong as people uh, thought it was. I mean, I think that's a that's a reach because with all the uh, combine stuff that that we have and the pro days that we have, we can see, you know, the velocity of a player's arm. But at the same time, if a guy's not really picking up the scheme or can, if he can really take what he's getting from a meeting room and take it to a to a to a practice field, if a guy can't do that, I think those leaks will, will be so heavy via. Uh, Instagram via Twitter. I mean, guys have avenues to get this news out, and it, it's hard to keep a secret a lot of times. So. I, I got you. When I, I mean, when you look at the numbers, though, as well as we say Fitzpatrick's been playing and he has been playing, if you look at the numbers, though, the Dolphins averaging 354 yards a game total, uh, which is just 25th, but they have been averaging 26 points a game. And passing yards, 249 yards a game, which is Fitzpatrick, man, that's 18th, so right in the middle of the pack with the passing yards, but the total yards a game, man, uh, almost near the bottom. So you look at that, but you can be like, okay, I can understand maybe why they made a change, man. But anyway, talking about Tua, uh, what does concern me about it is that he's coming out that injury, man, but if he's fully healthy, because when he was fully healthy, he's extremely athletic. He can roll, man. He can get away from you. And then he's left-handed. So those left-handed quarterbacks, left-handed always seem to cause people some problems, man, whether you're on the football field or on the basketball court. But that's the thing about it, man, that the Rams defense, man, those defensive end, those uh, defensive ends, those linebackers, bro, they got to stay disciplined because this man will roll out on you, man, and those linebackers got to be spying that dude and don't be trying to be superhero. Do your job, man. If your job is to contain, contain. Don't be chasing no running back because on no play action because they're not running the ball well at all, man. I think their leading rusher is the guy called Miles Gaskin. He only has 340 rushing yards, which is, you know, averaging four yards a carry, but he's not, you know, he's not a threat to just pop you for 80 or 90 yards. So I think our defense, man, they got to be disciplined, bro. We know what Aaron Donald's going to do. He's going he, he's gonna to do work. But everybody else, man, you got to be disciplined, man. Don't let this dude get outside the pocket, especially rolling left, because that's what he wants to do. But, you know, automatically – Defensive linemen and defensive players, they want quarterbacks rolling left because the majority of them are right-handed. So, But this is what Tua wants to do, man. Well, I think the Rams' uh, uh, defensive game plan for this game should be based heavily on stopping and stifling this run. Any attempt to run the ball by the Miami Dolphins should be shut down. Why? Because what you, what you want to do is get a young guy like Tua who's known for throwing the football, to be throwing it for 50 times, 50 attempts in a game, which is not unheard of, but it's kind of unheard of when, when, when a guy is making his NFL debut. So to have Tua come into a game, throwing the ball around, Aaron Donald has more, more opportunities to sack him, to get hits on him. Uh, uh, the guys on the back end gets more opportunities for turnovers and, and interceptions. So that should really be the game plan, the game tackle, really have our, our run blitz, our run fits all up in there to stop this running game uh, by any means necessary and place Tua in a, make him a one-dimensional quarterback where the running game is not helping him at all. 
And I think what the Miami Dolphins are going to do, man, is what other teams have done, man, uh, the last couple of games, man. They're just going to double Aaron Donald, man, probably in some time, not only double him, but have the running back back there. So he's going to be triple team. So they're going to make somebody else do something and do some work, man. So the rest of those defensive linemen, man, got to be ready to play because I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do, man. They're going to ask Tua to throw the ball fast, you know, some misdirection, some play action, some bootleg to just get rid of the rock, man. That means quick slants, some quick outs. They're not going to, I don't think they want him to stand back there, man. I don't think anybody wants their quarterback to do a five-yard drop, man, five, six-yard drop with Aaron Donald coming at you, man, this big dog, because I know Tua's watching the game film, and he see AD. AD, eight sacks so far this season, man, second in the NFL. Uh, Miles Garrett is number one with nine. So uh, I think that's something that the Dolphins are going to do, man, and I think the Rams still going to be creative on defense because, you know, as far as weapons are concerned, they got Devontae Parker, man. That's our guy's son. Our guy, Anthony Shelman, man. 2-9 Louisville Cardinals, man, who we used to beat their head in in college, but that's another conversation. But anyway, you know, he has Devontae Parker, man. Devontae Parker is a huge physical uh, receiver, man, and he can get loose. So he's going to be looking for him, man. But I know Devontae likes to go down the field, but he will hit you with some slants because he is physical and he is known to get some yards after the catch. So I think that's how they're going to try to deal with AD, man. So the rest of that defense of line and that defense have to be ready to do their jobs, man. So like like we spoke about last week, Doc, or earlier this week, uh, you know, maybe Jalen Ramsey follows uh, Parker all over the field everywhere he goes and just try to take him out of the game. But at the same time, it bodes well for what we can do schematically from a defensive standpoint, man. When you have a guy like Aaron Donald, man, you have to, your offensive line has to Give this guy extra attention. And that bodes well for guys like Leonard Floyd. That puts him out there one-on-one against, uh, you know, a tackle that doesn't have much experience. So uh, we should expect a big game from Floyd, a big game from uh, Jalen Ramsey. If we're not hearing Jalen Ramsey's name at all uh, come Sunday, uh, that's a good thing for us because he's probably shutting down Parker and, uh, you know, out, out on an island. So um, it, it, it frees up other guys on the defense when you have a guy like Aaron Donald and his ability to always be double team, still defeat the double team and make plays. And another thing with Miami, man, rookie starting a rookie quarterback and they got three rookie offensive linemen. So I'm tripping about that, man. So, uh, uh, I know y'all rookies, man. Y'all, y'all six games into uh, y'all NFL career, man. But y'all hadn't seen anything like AD, man. So you come with some stunts. I mean, if you just let AD just go one up, no stunts and any of that thing, man. Those dudes gonna have some problems, man. Now we talk about our. Uh, defense and against their offense and on the other side bro our offense man we know what we can do man if we run the ball man do our play action and do our bootlegs and uh let jerry Goff do his thing man we're extremely successful but they do have a shutdown cornerback man zabian howard man he's tied for the lead in the nfl with four picks so this dude man i mean this dude is a shutdown cornerback man he's a, he's a baller that they do have but luckily for us we don't just really have that one go-to receiver. So if you can't put them on four dudes, so that's the good thing about us, man. You put them on one, then we got other dudes that can hurt you. But our offense has to stick to the game plan, man, like we did stick to against Chicago. Run the rock, play action, Jerry Goff, do your thing. Don't make any mistakes. Good chance of winning this ball game, man. But Miami, Saban is a, a, he's a baller, bro. Howard is a good player, man. One of the better cornerbacks in this league. And he's also been the subject of some trade rumors uh, kind of uh, over the last couple of days down here in South Florida. So um, he's definitely one of those one of those key players that that uh, Coach Flores uh, 
uh, puts a lot of, uh, you know, wanted pressure on because he can make he can make plays. So, you know, like you said, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we have guys that do a lot of different things. We have the Cooper Cups of the world who can run and, and take these jet sweeps. Robert Woods, who can run routes and uh, take these jet sweeps. So uh, I don't think I, I can foresee uh, Howard trying to just really take one person out of the game. I think this is, this bodes well for us and from a standpoint of getting our tight ends really involved in this game, man. So I don't hear much about what uh, the Miami Dolphins have from a linebacker standpoint or how they cover up tight ends. So I, I think this will be a game for, for a guy like Everett, man, really, really just bust out and uh, have a huge game. So, um, you know, with all of our weapons that we have from an offensive standpoint, man, I think the tight ends will really step up this week. Man, that's a great point, bro, because that's exactly what I was thinking, man. We need to utilize the tight ends a lot more in this ball game because when you look at their linebackers, this their linebackers, man. Jerome Baker, man, 46 tackles. He had two sacks. And these other two dudes, I just like their name, man. So Kyle Van Noe, 19 tackles, two sacks. And Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> Look, bro, I'm sorry. I just heard the day. Andrew, I thought I was watching like a, a, a Dracula movie or something, man. Andrew Van Ginkle, 16 <laughs> Andrew, Andrew probably going to have a great game because I'm sitting there laughing at him. 16 tackles, two and a half sacks. So but when you look at that, great point, Isaac, because you said you don't really know what they have as far as linebackers are concerned, man. You six games into the season, you're a linebacker with 19 tackles, and another one has 16 tackles, even though they have those sacks. Another great point that you made, because I want to see how it, it how and if they can cover those linebackers, but I also would love to see the Rams use Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown more in the pa- passing game, because I think this is a great game to do that. Get them out in space, man. Maybe some wheel routes, some flat routes, man, uh, and see what they can do. Challenge these linebackers, man, to see if they can really, really cover downfield, because they're really not making a lot of noise as far as in the running game. So I would love to see us test their athletic ability and their pass cover skills. Well, I think this weekend bodes for a great matchup, man. It's our, it's our first game uh, versus the AFC East. Uh, we have to play that – well, a second game versus the AFC East. We've got to play that entire division. So uh, let, let, let's get the fight back going, man. I mean, it's another opportunity to go out and be great and just really build on uh, the success that we had last weekend with a with a huge win. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get it going in the right direction. I mean, we yep. said many a times about how – tough the nfc west division is right now so we can't afford to lose ground but we can afford to build a lot of ground and we do have two common opponents man uh they also played buffalo because buffalo is a division opponent from them you know buffalo we lost to buffalo on the road they lost to buffalo 31 to 28 uh and they also played the san francisco 49ers we know the 49ers beat us a couple of weeks ago man but they beat the niners in Santa Clara, 43-17. to 17. So, uh, But that was a different team because they had Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback. He's not quarterback in this Sunday, man, uh, if everything. And I heard somebody, if, if everything stays the same, I heard somebody say what, what the Rams want to do is uh, they want to knock Tua out the game and bring Fitz in the game. That's a damn lie, man. I want Tua to stay in the game because we don't know what dude's doing, man. I don't want Fitzpatrick in there, man. Uh, and I know he's sitting back and he's being, uh, you know, he's being supportive. And you know what kind of guy Fitzpatrick is, man. You play with him, bro. You, you. I know he's listening to him. I'm pretty sure he's a little salty. Uh, but being supportive as well, man, because he's that type of dude. 
Well, uh, I'm sure he's salty as well, but he's, he's salty from a competitive standpoint. I mean, no guy likes to have his job taken from him uh, for any reason, Doc, especially when you're playing as well as Fitz is playing. And, you know, you, you know this day was ultimately coming, but when you're playing as well as you are and have, have, have your team in a position, uh, you know, second place in the AFC East, uh, to make a run for the division crown, man. You don't. You don't want to be moved. You don't want to uh, say, "Excuse me, uh, we got this young guy and it's time." So, um, you know, I'd like to see Tua stay in the game as well, and don't bring don't bring in Ryan because Ryan, you know, has this chip on his shoulder right now. So he, maybe he comes in and and just you know the magic starts. But uh, you know, if there's a third guy on the on the uh, on the roster, maybe we skip over him. I mean, after we intercept Tua three or four times. And uh, move on to that third guy, but it, it'll be a great challenge. It, it's definitely a huge challenge for Tua. Uh, huge matchup for him. Uh, we just gotta make sure we rattle his eyes and and keep his feet uh, unclean. And it's one of those things where we gotta get this guy running around and just uh, make him throw us the football. Seriously though, and and and, and another thing as far as the Dolphins are concerned, man, you're right, man. With that, we gotta we gotta keep him rattled, man. Kind of keep him confused, keep him off balance, man. Give him some different looks, which I think he's gonna get that anyway. And he's dealing with some monsters on that Rams defense, so it's it's gonna be a tough task for Tua, man. I expect us to win this game, but hell, I expected us to beat San Francisco as well. So, but we should win this game, man. If we play like we played on Monday night, man, I'm pretty sure Sean McVay knows how to rest these guys during this short week, and knowing that they got to go across country, but uh. The Dolphins still have, man. You know, they got a guy, man, five sacks, man, Emmanuel Ogba. So we got to watch out for him as well. But he's not the threat that Aaron Donald is. But with five sacks, you know, it's tied for eighth in the league. This is a guy that can get pressure, man. So uh, Jared Goff just has to continue to do a good job, man, of making good decisions, man, not making any mistakes, not turning the ball over, which I think he's done a pretty good job of that this season. If we can continue to do that, we'll be good, man, and continue to run that ball, man. Because I'm, you know, I'm just curious to see how we're going to come out and how we're going to uh, – how we're going to respond because we're coming off a high, coming off a great win, man, beating the Chicago Bears team who, you know, what I said, they were 5-1, and one, man. They considered, you know, still considered to be one of those teams that can make a run in the NFC that we might end up seeing again. So I'm just curious to see this game, man, and I'm, I'm just really curious, man, to see how, you know, we're going to treat Tua, man. I would love to see Aaron Donald meet. I mean, Aaron Donald's going to see him, bro. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get his hands on him. Whether he gets a sack, he gonna, he's, he's going to – and Tua is thinking about Aaron Donald, man. That's the thing about it, man. He's he's going into this game looking at this game, fam. Whether Aaron Donald sacks him or not, AD going to get his hands on him, man, and Tua is going to be thinking about that, bro. And I think just because of having Aaron Donald in there, man, Tua not really knowing this speed and how this dude is coming, that's going to cause Tua to probably scramble a little, a little early earlier than he should give up on some plays and I sit there in the pocket because in his head he's he's clicking he's counting hey man this 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 uh this little god as you call him is coming towards me man hey the word for the day the word for the weekend for the defense of the Los Angeles Rams is uncomfortable keep to a uncomfortable just don't give him an opportunity to really really sit in that pocket uh and throw the football down the field. So we got to make him uh, make quick decisions, but we got to, you know, get our hands up, tip that ball a couple of times and create our own turnovers. So uh, it'll be a great matchup, Doc. I'm looking forward to seeing it and uh, it'll be special. Uh, Can't wait for it to start. 
And before we get up out of here, man, is there anything else that we need to know that everybody needs to know about Miami, man? Because, you, you know, you're down there. You hear about it. You know what kind of squad they got. You know what kind of players they got. We just touched on a couple, but they do have some other players. But I'm just looking at, man, you know, matchup on matchup, man. Offense, our offense better than theirs. Even though we don't know how the offense is going to look with Tua, they just didn't have a great running game. So in uh, their passing game really wasn't that great, but Fitzpatrick was playing uh, uh, great. You know, they got the receiver, Devontae Parker, but they have a couple of more dudes, man, that you got to stay on because they will strike you for some. Defense-wise, we know Xavier Howard is, is easily the leader of that squad, but you're also dealing with a team, like we said, man, trade rumors, Xavier Howard. I heard the Dolphins come back, came out, and, and, and matter of fact, I think it was the Sun Sentinel or somebody just actually uh, – published that, that Xavier Howard is trade rumors and the Dolphins shot back and said that's poor journalism. So, even though they said that, still in their head, like dude still got to be sent down, bro. Uh, have they really, have we really, really indeed given up on the season? You just switched quarterbacks. Now you're trying to trade Xavier Howard and trust me, bro. They might, they might have said that's poor journalism. Ain't no journalist just pull that out there, crack, man, and just put it out there, man. Somebody actually told them that, so that's probably something that the Dolphins are doing as well. So, we dealing with this kind of squad, man, but that's Anybody else down there, man, that the Rams need to be worried about are Rams fans because the Rams know about them, but Rams fans need to be worried about. Well, I wouldn't say worried, but uh, here's the thing about the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, you know, you kind of get force-fed professional teams in the cities that you live in, and uh, Miami is no different from that. But as a whole, as a unit, the Miami Dolphins play 60 minutes of football every game. man. They play tough. Uh, They rally around the ball on defense. Uh, they may be down, but I mean, uh, in every game that they've played, uh, they played 60 minutes of football. So from a from a coaching standpoint, a head coaching standpoint, I think he really, Coach Flores really has these guys really believing in uh, his system, his vision that he has for the Miami Dolphins. And they're going to play four quarters of football. But apparently they got a leakage problem too, though, bro, because information keep leaking out, man. And, and when you have that, man, that's I know it's hard to control, man, because you got a lot of people on the team. You got a lot of people in the building, but that's a culture thing, bro. I mean, the Rams don't really leak too much out, man. They, they've they been coming. You know, it, it, it was talk, talk, talk. Oh, are they going to sign Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup? They're going to get these dudes an extension. Talk, talk, talk. It didn't leak out, man, until it happened. But the Dolphins, they just, they just got a plumbing problem, bro. They got leakage everywhere, man. And that goes... A, a culture thing, man. That's something to do in the building. That almost like everybody ain't on the same page, man. Or somebody may, or somebody may be trying to sabotage the program and sabotage Brian Flores. So that says a lot about the culture, man. So you know, you might be dealing with the squad, man. That just ain't really, you know, they ain't just one fist, bro. Well, you know, it, there are such things as rumors as well. But but here, here's the thing, you know, it's kind of my point on you know uh, Tua's uh, ability to play. So if he wasn't any good, if he wasn't that guy, if he wasn't warranted of that of that uh, fifth overall pick in the NFL draft last April, I think I think it would have leaked out and some guys would have put it on their Twitters like we like we talked about. But um, that, that's an issue if it is an issue and where there's leakage in a, in a, in a locker room or in an organization, it needs to be dealt with immediately and uh, get back to the standpoint of keeping stuff in-house. I think some of the better organizations, not only in football, but as you look on the whole horizon landscape of it, uh, the guys who can keep and keep their cards closest to their vest, they normally do things uh, a lot better. And uh, the production and the, uh, the, the ability to play their sport is, all, is, is normally a lot better than guys who, you know, have, have huge leakage. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you exactly, that man said he was leaking. You right though. You exactly right, man. But hey, I'm just looking forward to this ball game, man. Us going to Miami, man, and getting another dub, man. It's imperative that we get this win, man, uh, so we can keep this momentum going. We don't need to revert back to what we did a couple of weeks ago, man. I just want to see that Rams team that came out and was physical, played bully ball against the Chicago Bears, man. Played like they were the big dogs on us on the field, uh, and they did that, man. I just want to see the same kind of effort. This week, man, we don't need any letdowns, man. I don't want to be starting slow like we did in Buffalo, man, and then have to come back and win the game because the majority of the games this season, we've started out fast and starting out fast, running the ball, Jared doing his thing, man, defense doing his thing, and we end up coming out with a W. So I just want to see us ready to play as soon as the ball is kicked off, man. No excuses, man, because it is what it is, bro. You got to play, so if it's – Noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. We didn't talk about it, bro. So that's, what's that, 10 a.m.? They'll be playing like 10 in the morning. Yeah, their body's 10 a.m., right? Yeah, man, 10 a.m. So, uh, like I say, maybe Coach Babe makes these guys get up earlier during uh, a week like this and, uh, you know, practice first, watch film after and do all your lunch and everything you film watching after you uh, practice early in the morning. So that, that may bode well for uh, this travel and this week uh, as a whole. Well, let's go, man. L.A. Rams versus the Miami Dolphins, man. This Sunday, man, I expect the Rams to get a W, man, run this record to 6-2. But y'all got to be ready to play, man. Show everybody your Super Bowl contender. And, bro, is is there – real quickly, I'm glad I thought about this. Is there any pressure on the Rams now, man, to win this Super Bowl? Because congratulations to the L.A. Dodgers. Got to say congratulations. So the Lakers the one the NBA championship. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Dodgers won Major League Baseball. They everybody looking at the Rams like, okay, are you all going to make it a trifecta? <laughs> are they feeling any pressure? Should they feel any pressure, man? Because everybody is looking at them now. If they don't win the Super Bowl, people are going to say it's a disappointment because the Lakers got it done this year. The Dodgers got it done this year. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a ton of pressure, but, you know, anytime when you have, you know, uh, three major uh uh, professional teams, let's say four major pro- professional teams, five, if you want to talk about the Angels, um, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that you're not the little brothers, you're not the little, little, little stepsister or anything like that, but you want to be able to hold your own uh, when they're crowning and, and declaring the city that you play in professionally as the city of champions, Tinseltown turning into the title town once again. You want to be able to go out and do your part. I mean, I think the, the fitting thing would be uh, uh, a Super Bowl in Tampa, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, but and that's what I was going to say real quick before we get out. The funny part is, ain't nobody putting that damn pressure on the Los Angeles Chargers, man. Looking at the Rams, they're not saying Los Angeles Chargers. It's you all's turn. They, no one is saying that. They're just saying the Los Angeles Rams. That's because people know, man, the Los Angeles Chargers ain't no damn way they're gonna win any kind of Super Bowl this year. But that's the funny part, bro. Why? Why come everybody? Damn it! I'm point. I, you know, now nah, Los Angeles Chargers stay where you are. But that's the funny thing about it, man. Why come the Chargers don't have the same kind of pressure put on? On them though well it lets you know who who the city belongs to it belongs right. to the los angeles Rams. so i mean you know that's that's our domain and they're just renting and with that we're gonna end it you exactly right man the rams that's our domain and the charges just renting and we're gonna make miami dade county our domain come sunday but that's gonna do it for this edition episode of ramblings with the pro football hall of famer isaac bruce and doc holiday until next week we out
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.